Hey, what is up? Welcome to the Social Skills for Dummies podcast. Um, you know, obviously, if you want to book a one-on-one session with me for free, just go to the top of the podcast. It's in the description. Go to my calendar. We can book a session. 30 minutes of coaching. I hope you be more social. But let's get into the episode. Um, what I want to talk about in this episode, I haven't touched base in a while, is like a lot of people want to know when it comes to socializing, like what is the best tactics? You know, what is the best skill? What is the best strategy? Um, and this in this podcast, obviously, we cover practical things like skills and strategy. But, you know, um, just that line of question is indicative of a flawed mindset. You know what I mean? Um, if you hit a certain point of growth, you realize, like, skills, you know, aren't really what pays the bills in real life. Skills, like the tactic or the strategy that you use directly is not nearly as powerful as who you are. Like, as who you are. You know, there, there are a few, like, three different paradigms. You know, um, and I want to talk about those paradigms today. And so I want to start that w- this with a story like um, my girlfriend, man, she goes to an acting school um, and here in L.A. And she acts with a bunch of students. OK. And the funny thing about it is like the student, the school is a super reputable school. Like there are celebrities that went to the school, you know. Um, but the funny thing is like like any product or any training or any course, you know the results of the school you know are varied they teach people how to be really good actors but to have an acting career to be a famously successful actor is almost something that you can't teach it's almost x factor and so funny enough um my girlfriend when she was complaining because one of the students can't like students would often come to class who've been at the school five six seven ten years a decade you know and they would come back just to sit in on a class and because they were lifers of the school and they loved the technique they loved the strategy so much um and they would just kind of sit in class you know and lecture the other students and like try to give directions and they kind of be snobbish and things like that and you know when we're having these conversations these little debates you know the same question would always come to mind like okay yeah you've been to school forever yeah you've done it five ten years but what have you done yeah all the teachers love you but what have you done you know whereas there would be actors that start like one year into the school or a few months into the school even and it's just like they'll get booked over and over and over and over and over again they'll get roles over and over and over again and if you look at them in some of our opinion they're clearly on a trajectory maybe not to be famous but to be somebody in the industry um what's up angel dog and you know um it's funny whenever you analyze these characters it's like you look at them it's like well they're like a it girl like this is one girl in her class you know she's, she's like an it girl and like everybody loves this girl and like you know my girlfriend always says oh she just has a way about her it's just something about her um, and so we get into these talks, we get into these debates, you know, because a lot of students in the class are super try hard. Like they want to learn the technique. They want to do everything right. They do everything by the book. They try to impress the teachers. Yeah, they got to do this and the third. But it's just like the age old conundrum. They say, man, it's not what you know, it's, it's who you know. But I think it goes further than that. I think it's not that simple. Funny thing is, I think we always resolve, like we always resolve on this point. A lot of actors, a lot of people went across professions, think it's their skills that's going to get them there. They think it's all the technique or the strategy that's going to get them there. But the funny part is, at the end of the day, it really has nothing to do with how well you do it. Because if you think about it, just based by numbers, how many people are in your career pathway who've done it longer? Who've come up through more prestigious routes? Who've done it under better teachers because they can afford it? How many people, so many people go to school, they afford private tutoring from from the teacher themselves. And they never make it anywhere. And why is that? Why is it that certain people just go through life and everything is easy for them? And so what we always resolve on is that it's not about knowing the technique. It's about the person you are and the impact you have on people. 
you know, it's essentially about the energy that you bring when you walk into the room that makes the casting director say, oh, he set the line. It's not that, oh, he set the line right. Oh, he read it perfectly. He delivered it right. It's that, yeah. But it's, oh, it's just something about him. They always say it's just something about him. And so there's the three paradigms. You know, there's, you can be, um, what are they? You can have stuff to, 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 you can, you can make an identity around, you can, what is it? You can make, uh, 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 the first paradigm I believe is that you can, you, you try to be something by having things, by acquiring things. So you try to be like a cool guy by buying jewelry and Rolexes. And it's funny, you know, that's the first paradigm. And people will do that in a casino all the time. There are people in here who are legit millionaires. I'm absolutely sure of it. My owners come to the casino. And a lot of people, you know, my owners, my owners of the company come to the casino. And a lot of people in the casino business, they try to like, you know, flex their Rolex watches. I had a dude on the table last night flexing his jewelry, you know, um, flexing like their racks. Of, they'll bet 20, 30 racks on the table to try to get the dealer. And the dealers don't care. They rather go with my friend, like I mentioned in the last episode of the party. So you try to be something by having things. The second paradigm is that you try to be something by doing things. Oh, I'm an athlete because I do the drills. I do this and the third. And it's funny. I'm the business person because I do these meetings or I do these certain business practices. And it's funny. You see those some people say, oh, I got imposter syndrome. I don't know. I just get weird and anxious. I just feel like I'm not that person when I go and actually participate in events. And people can smell it. People can smell like where you think where you're doing a certain set of habits and so you're trying to assume the role of something because that's not authentically you and the last paradigm is you you are somebody because you're being that person like it's just genuinely who you are you're congruent in every phase of your personality in your mind your body your psychologically your spirit and you believe it you you are that person you know it's not trying to assume a position it's just actually being that position you know um and we can break down in a separate episode what is being, but essentially those are the three paradigms. And when somebody says, oh, they just got it, whatever it is, is that they are it. It's not that they're doing it. It's not that they're having it. It's that they literally are that thing. They literally are an actor. They are an artist. They're not trying to be. And I think one of the greatest differences between whether you are something or whether you're trying to something or you're acquiring to have something is how you're driven. Are you doing this thing to escape? Are you doing this thing because of trauma? Are you doing this thing because of end result? Are you trying to have these things for an end result? Are you doing it because that is what you do? Like a tree, a tree is just going to grow because that's what a tree does. It just grows. An artist, you wake up and you play music because that is what an artist does. You're not thinking about, oh, I'll get rich off this one day. You're not thinking about, oh, like if I do this, people will love me. You're not thinking about, if I have this guitar, you're not thinking about that. You do it because that is what you do. You play the sounds because you love the sounds. And so I try to think and be present and accept the sounds, accept the music, accept growing if I'm the tree every single day. You go out and you talk and you socialize with people because you're a sociable person. That is what you do. And you're not thinking, you notice when you, and it's all about presence. It's all about coming into the moment. You notice here when your mind is completely clear and you're completely present to the moment, you're not thinking about what you can get or gain from the situation, which is where the anxiety comes from, which is where the disconnect comes from. It's funny. The mind, it'll play tricks on you. It'll play games on you to the point where you don't even know who you are. You know, it's hard to be things when you're chasing so many, uh, what do they say? The one who chases two rabbits catches none. You're chasing so many rabbits. Who are you actually? I want you to think about it. I was having a conversation with my homie about this the other day. Who are you? You know, um, you set a goal on New Year's. Oh, I won't eat Oreos. Oh, I won't buy lottery tickets. Oh, I won't do this. I won't do that. And then you end up doing it. 
are you the person who said you not you won't or are you the person that did it you know your will if it's in constant negotiation what is it there's no direction there's no finite solution there's no finite being there at all you see a lot of people they don't actually express will or decision in life they are the will of the wills around them that's all they are they are the will of the company that they fold to over and over again because they don't have true will and they don't have true resolve you cannot be anything because you're made to be something by everything now if you think about this you know what i'm saying it's almost like you know the oreos that you eat for example is a parasite in your mind you can hear when you're on a diet them calling you across the room eat me eat me eat me and your own will dissolves and you become the oreos it's like almost you are the Oreos. It's like Oreos sat in a seat in your mind like a robot and they're controlling you. Step with your right leg, step with your left, pick me up and eat me. And you can't fight back. Who are you being? You're at the mercy of companies. Oh, buy this. Can you fight back when they say buy this? When they say eat this, can you fight back? When they say wear this, can you fight back? Can, when they say do this exercise, can you fight back? Follow this trend, can you fight back? Being starts in first cultivating a will of your own, cultivating a direction of your own. And in that direction, and, and, and a lot of that, you know, being able to fight back comes from letting go of your trauma, which we can do a meditation and things like that to let go of your trauma. Just book a call with me. Go to the top of the page and click the calendar link. You know, I got to work on the meditation because I don't really know it like that, but I'm going to try. I got other strategies to help you do it, okay? But the point that I'm bringing here is that you have to cultivate your own will. And cultivating your own will. Uh, first you have to stop negotiations decide on a finite direction like what is my purpose like a tree it's it's following divine purpose it's not following oreos it's not following all this crazy stuff. it's not following the media it's not being tugged back and forth. it's not making a negotiation it'll grow today and tomorrow and forever on and you have to do the same way first you have to find a purpose a finite structured divine will and then you have to let go of the trauma that wants to fill the holes because that's what has you chasing these white rabbits Oh, I want to be loved. I want this, that, and so I'll do it. I'll do it. Anything to be loved. And when you patch up the holes, you can finally set your compass and find a sense of direction. Because now there's nothing calling you here and there, pulling you, because you have to fill something up inside you. You're already full. You're already whole. You're already accepting. It's not a desperation like, oh, I have to do this. It's just, okay, what do I decide now? Because I am whole and I'm happy regardless of the result. And that's what this is all about. You have to stop trying to have and trying to do. You have to be. You have to embody. And that's really the gist of it. Um, I'll elaborate this further in the future, but I hope you understood that. I hope it was um, impactful for you. Uh, the site is down, which is www.socialscalesfordummies.com. But you'll be able to book a call through that site with me in the future. For now, you just scroll up to the top of the page and click the link in, uh, in the description of the podcast. Um, I have nothing else to say. I appreciate you for listening, man. This is Dallas. Thank you and enjoy your night.